0: hey welcome to the healing she got faith show i am lily i am the founder of healing she got faith and i am the host of the healing she got faith talk show healing she got faith is an organization that was created for adults who are dealing with grief and or on their self-love journey during this talk show we talk about grief healing self-love there will be some trigger warnings there will be some laughs we give ourselves affirmation but overall we are encouraging you to love you the way you love the world okay so we are so glad that you are here thanks for tuning in continue to love yourself and as always we are here to see a healed world not a grieving world okay so yes thank you all for tuning in happy monday and welcome to episode 77 of the healing she got Fayed, the talk show this is new discoveries in grief part four so we started this series about three weeks ago we missed one week in july and that was because i had a power outage like i live in st louis and there was a week where like we straight did not have power because of a storm and the storms have been so bad out here so i ended up missing a week because i have no power which meant i have no wi-fi and it was just a lot going on so yeah (laughs) um but this is part four we are continuing the conversation of just new discoveries in grief what do you learn what do you take away from it what has grief taught you like just different things of that nature so we are in part four i'm not really sure how long this is going to go i'm kind of just taking notes after i end each episode i kind of get a little bit of feedback from listeners and things of that nature so you know we're gonna keep rolling with the punches until i feel like we need to shift gears so yeah this is episode 77 new discoveries in grief part four let's go ahead and jump right into our check-in Alright, so we are in the portion of our check-in, which is usually the first segment of every show that we do here at Healing She Got Faith talk show, okay? So what is the check-in? So the check-in is basically us asking, how are we feeling? And so typically, you'll hear myself, and it, or if I have a guest, we'll always ask that question. Like, how are you feeling how are you or something of that nature because before we get started in talking we always want to check in with ourselves this is throughout life this is just a great way to start your day this is a great way to enter into every situation even before you go to bed how are you feeling and so as you'll see on the show I'll either say how am I feeling or how are you feeling and I'm encouraging you to do the same so enjoy and make sure you're checking in with yourself Welcome to the check in segment of episode 77 New Discoveries in Grief, part 4. How am I feeling today? It has been a lot going on in the last couple of weeks. I have had multiple near death experiences. Oh, yeah. I have had multiple near death experiences. I have been dealing with a lot in life. One of the things that I had a revelation today about was like, I'm definitely getting older and being diabetic and getting older. Like, my body is definitely starting to react in different ways that I am getting used to. So, that's interesting. That's an interesting. Thing to learn about my body, um, but how am I feeling physically? I'm just tired. Um, I have a headache, so that that sucks. Um, yeah, how am I feeling today? Um, I think honestly, right now the only thing I have is that I'm here. It's by the grace of God that I'm here. I'm doing the best I can with what I got. I have really taken just time ever since the power outage which was i guess at this point three weeks ago um a lot has just happened and transpired and so it is a blessing to like really know yourself and be emotional intelligent and really be able to like step back away from life and i do feel like a lot of people tend to get upset with me about that because like I do take breaks like I'm always taking breaks because I need to recuperate and I know how my body is and also too, like I do have boundaries like my boundaries are is I'm not a phone person like I do not like to talk on the phone if I have to I will um, but I, I I don't I thoroughly don't like talking on the phone I am definitely more of a texture and a face to face but also too, like it really depends on my mood and my energy and i honor that like i honor where i'm at i don't feel pressured to have to answer the phone as soon as it rings. i don't feel pressured to answer a text like i hate when people apologize for oh i'm sorry i responded late to this text like it's a text like that's why it was created because you don't have to answer right away like i just like stop being so self-conscious about like a text (laughs) that's a whole nother episode but um you know even in working out like my body was so tired and like even in working out like taking a break from working out taking a break from just having a bunch of stuff to do um i i've been working a part-time job which is heavy and so like just honoring my body when it talks to me and i personally know that like people are not used to that people are not used to people who set those boundaries and it's funny because like there are people who i really want to be in their life and because they have such strict boundaries like i can't and so like i think about those people all the time like i know for a fact they don't care how i feel and so like in turn like i can't care what other people feel especially when it's honoring my body like Yes, some of the stuff requires an explanation to some friends. And honestly, like, some people are just not going to understand it. And I'm becoming okay with that. Like, some people are not going to understand that. Like, I'm very much aware of my body. I'm very much aware of, like, what's going on, how I function, how I need to function, and things of that nature. And uh, I'm becoming okay with that. Um, I'm just a very peculiar person and i'm definitely becoming okay with that so i think how do i feel today like i feel okay i'm not gonna lie like it it's been hard to even record this episode because i've just been so tired and drained and like even in today's episode like i'm literally recording from home i'm not even recording in my office space um i kind of had to wait until i had like some quiet time and just some uninterrupted time with everything that's been going on in my life and it, it was hard to pull up this laptop and record this episode but i don't want to miss an episode because i already missed the episode this month or a week this month i should say i didn't miss the episode i missed a week um so but yeah i mean overall like i'm good i'm in pretty good spirits i'm just really tired in the last two days i've definitely allowed myself to sleep today i didn't sleep i had a lot to do um but i mean it's cool it is cool i you know i think i'm just in this mode of accepting who i am and becoming okay with that so yeah let's go ahead and jump right into our icebreaker and now you are entering into the main course meal of the episode which is the topic so you can always find the topics either in the show notes or on the calendar or on social media but this is the portion where we literally break down the topic and just have a real life discussion of life so enjoy the episode hope you take something good from it always remember to love you the way you love the world all right welcome to the topic segment of episode 77 new discoveries with grief part four so let's go ahead and piggyback off of last week because i do feel like last week was a little bit heavy and i kind of threw some stuff sometimes i'll be talking and i'll be like i don't even know if i make sense and sometimes the answer is no you made no sense at all so let's just go ahead and make sense now so um first things first like i no longer take on the responsibility that people need me so a lot of times you'll hear people get into their careers especially like when you look at teachers social workers nurses doctors it's always like i want to help people people need me to do x y and z these kids need me da, 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 da. and while I do believe that people need resources I don't necessarily no longer believe that people need a particular individual and I think that I I think as I grow older and as I become more mature and as I learn myself like I start to realize like sometimes you just don't mesh and I'm learning that we're doing community social work and actually like being back in the community and actually servicing to community centers. Currently, I'm learning that one of the reasons why we hit burnout so much is because we don't have that boundary. So a lot of times our programs have a specific niche and our programs are dedicated for certain people, certain clientele. And then we always get like random clientele where like they do need the program, but we're not necessarily a program that's equipped for Their necessity. For example, a couple weeks ago during the power outage, I opened my building to allow people to come use power, use the bathroom, kind of freshen up, get some water, get some snacks, chill, get some AC, just kind of come and chill out while everybody's power was out. There was a situation where somebody entered the building and they were actually coming from like a medical situation. And so they needed a place to live, they needed extra resources, they needed access to their medicine, they also needed therapy, they needed, they just needed a whole bunch of stuff, and I and one of my workers at the building, we were talking, and my worker is such a kind soul, and wanted, you know, to help this person, but also to realize, like, this person had a lot going on, and so, I had to set the boundary of, like, we are not that type of organization. As much as I would love to save the world, this is not that. This person needs a therapist, a psychiatrist, and somebody who can access housing and medicine. We don't do any of that. We are grief support. And honestly, in this situation, the only reason why this person is in this building is because they need their phone charged. All that extra stuff, like if somebody has the capacity to hear you speak perfect but we're not actually here to provide therapy or to provide anything other than power water snacks and just a safe space for a couple hours and so sometimes when dealing with social services you get a lot of social service workers who like to go above and beyond and really want to try to help somebody and those people and i've been one of those and i've and i've been burnt out are always the heroes but also too like as i get older i'm realizing that like you have to know your place in life and you have to know that like you cannot save everybody while we want to and while we can try you have to know your limits and you have to know your place in that moment i could have sat up all night and try to find housing try to find medical help try to find all this stuff It really just wasn't in my capacity like i wasn't even in the brain capacity to even be able to help her also too like that's just not my realm of work you know i would love to be able to provide you with a bunch of resources but also too like we live in the state of missouri like the state of missouri does not care about mental health the state of missouri does not care about social services the state of missouri is a red state and they honestly believe that you were born you're gonna work just as hard as i did they don't believe in white privilege they don't believe in police brutality they don't believe in any of that it's a very republican red state and they don't want to help people it's really the rich stays rich and the poor stays poor and that's really where it's at if you're anywhere in between like they don't give a fuck about you and that's just what it comes down to and i could get deeper into that but that's not what this episode is about Um, My point of saying that is, in that situation, it wasn't a me issue. It wasn't a client issue. It was a systematic issue. And unfortunately, the system had failed her. And they had left her and the community out in the street during power outages during a mental health crisis. Because regardless if people um, view it or not... There is a mental health crisis and we've been in a mental health crisis for years at this point. So in this situation, I had to set that boundary of like healing. She got faith in this space right now is not for what you need. We cannot provide you with the resources that you need. I can provide you with a place to charge your phone. I could provide you with some water. I can provide you with some snacks. I even tried talking to her. But the reality was like she wasn't even in a mental space to even hear what I had to say. And I and in the midst of me like trying to explain to this person how I operate, the person wasn't even mentally stable to even understand how I operate. And so real quick, I was like, okay, this has to end. You can charge your phone, but you're you're gonna have to get out. Um, I can't find you housing. I can't provide anything else for you but power to charge your phone. And so, like, we have to know in that situation, like, this is what it is. Old Lisa would have been like, she needs me. I need to help her. I need to stay up all night, and I need to get this done. Today, Lisa, it's out of my capacity. I can no longer afford to put my life on the line to help other people. I can't help other people if my cup is empty. And I'm at that place in life where I am living by that. I can no longer overextend myself because who's going to over who who's going to be there for me when i need that and then also too like what happens when i overextend myself and i'm sick or i pass away or i end up hurting myself because i shouldn't have been doing something in the first place right so i no longer take on the responsibility that people need me i think i also meet people where they're at where they are at and i also just accept people for their situations right so there i can see people and i can have an idea of like well this person needs to do x y and z but if they're not ready to do that you got to meet people where they're at there some people are not going to understand where you're at because they're just not there and it may take them years and you may not even be the person that is going to change their mind to make them see the bigger picture um I just had to step back and realize that people have their own journeys. And I started to look at life as an individual thing. And I think a lot of times we want to put expectations on, well, I did this, so you should do this. And I just want better for you because I know what it's like. And I think all of that is true. And I think sharing your story and being open and honest and being authentic in who you are as a person definitely helps people. Like a lot of times I'm just very authentic. authentic and who I am I'm just very honest I'm just I am who I am I don't change who I am in rooms I will change my voice I'll say that but my personality never changes and a lot of times you know I have to read the room because sometimes my voice comes off a little aggressive so sometimes I do have to change my voice but my personality doesn't change um but you know it's just things of that nature that you have to be able um you have to be able to kind of pinpoint um i do want to provide resources for people so i i don't again i don't think people need me but, but like my ultimate goal is just to provide resources for people my theory is there should be a community center on every corner just like there's a quick trip on every corner if you don't know what a quick trip is it's a gas station so like in st louis we literally have a quick trip <laughs> every mile <laughs> every corner there's a quick trip everywhere there's a street and a highway that connects there's a quick trip anywhere that there's a light there's a quick trip and so like i believe that like as many quick trips there are that's that's how many community centers there should be the more community access and resources we have the better that people would be that's my theory that's ultimately what i want to do i'm starting to meet a lot more people who want to do more um, who want to create community centers, and I think that's really dope. And you know, I want to connect and meet with those folks too, because that—that's ultimately, I think, that would answer a lot. That would be the solution to a lot of problems that we have in our community. So that's just kind of piggybacking of um, off of last week, which is which was um, episode seventy six, part three of this series, where I kind of just discussed um just how different I am in grief and coming out on the other side and just learning things grief really does change everybody individually and so like some of the stuff I used to believe in I just don't no longer think that way but I can also acknowledge like yes I used to think that way but I no longer think that way so So I want to jump a little bit deeper into like some of my discoveries in grief in this episode. And so one of the things and I've talked about this in previous episodes is being excited. I no longer have the mentality to be excited. So I used to be that person that was like anytime somebody told me anything or I had a conversation or there was a plan, I would get so excited. I would tell the world, post it on Facebook, tell my therapist, tell my friends, do all of this. And then it would fall through. And then people be like, oh, I thought blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, yeah, I don't know what happened. And it kept happening constantly. So now I'm at a place where I'll see an opportunity, but I won't necessarily get excited until it happens. I just want to live in the moment. So currently the moment is I'm, I'm good, I'm okay. But, like, I don't – like, like for example, if, if I were – to get a notification on monday that like my supervisor's like lisa we're gonna by october we're gonna promote you to a supervisor okay great i'll wait till october to be excited i don't want to be excited right now because what's gonna happen is i'm going to get excited and october's gonna come and you're not gonna promote me because you forgot because that's what always happens <laughs> um Or like if a friend is like, oh, I got you tickets to go to Bali. I'll be excited when we're on the plane. Because I don't want to get excited right now. Because I don't know what the future holds. So really just living in the moment. Like I can be excited like, oh, that's really dope. Like, yeah, you got me tickets to Bali. Thank you. You know, but I don't want to get excited until everybody. Until maybe the week of. Or until I just don't want to get excited anymore. And so that's one of the things that in grief. I've learned it by myself. I don't want to be excited anymore. I just want to live in the moment and whatever happens, just happens. Second thing, trusting people. So I used to trust everybody. Like everybody was a saint to me until you proved me wrong. Now I'm on the opposite end. I hardly trust anybody. I, I just don't trust that people thoroughly understand what they say or thoroughly understand me or want to understand me. I used to trust that, like, people had genuine hearts. People were healing. I used to trust that people really knew themselves and were really, you know, walking how they talk, right? And as I've gotten older, I realized that that's not really the case. Like, people really don't know themselves and people really just talk. And I just, I can no longer function like that. It's no longer a thing that I'm okay with. So... I don't really trust people like I used to. And I'm very peculiar on who I trust and why I trust them. Wanting to plan stuff. Ooh, this is a good one. Um, I used to want to plan stuff. I used to want to be organized and try to get things together. And now I'm, I'm the person that I'm like, well, well, this is my idea but I don't really want to take the responsibility to plan it. And So, la- this time last year, I was in Mexico. And I was trying to, like, make everybody's life simple. And I was really trying to, I don't know, just be a leader in the trip, I guess. And everything flopped. And I had just got to a point where I just felt like I was doing so much. And it was going. And, like, it was me against life. And life was, like, slapping me in the face. And things just weren't going the way I thought and I was getting frustrated because the other people were getting frustrated and I'm like I just don't want to do this no more because it's falling on me because I tried to take the initiative to be the leader to plan and schedule and all of this and it's just not working and I and I'm hating myself for it and so I just learned to like tell people like where I'm gonna be my ideas here's who you can call here's the booking information here's the time slot here's x y and z Um, but I don't actually wanna plan stuff anymore. And I have a cousin that I travel with. And she's a planner to the T. I'm not like I'm okay with just showing up and figuring out things to do unless there's like a specific event that I wanna do. Um, but otherwise, like I'm okay with just kind of chilling and just experiencing different things. Um, if I run into it, but also too, like I'm also at a place in my life where like I don't have to be busy. So i'm okay with chilling sleeping and yeah um yeah i'm okay with chilling sleeping and being being at that moment um but i don't necessarily i just don't want to plan stuff i just i thoroughly just don't want to plan stuff i don't I just don't want that responsibility anymore. I used to want people to feel comfortable. I used to want people to be like, "Oh, Lisa, you know, Lisa, like she, she's that girl. She got you." Oh, I'm, I'm not. Please, please don't. I, I don't got you, and I, I don't want to have you. <laughs> so yeah, I don't want to plan stuff. Um, believing in myself. This is a good one. This is a good one. I. <coughs> oh let me drink some water that was crazy i this one is so different so <coughs> i don't know why i wrote this down in notes so at the time i must have really been feeling something so i'm gonna kind of try to piggyback off of this um try to remember why i wrote that down because i just literally wrote believing in myself I think what I was trying to say was like, there was a time where I was really, really confident in who I was, but I think there was actually a facade because I really was trying to be the person that I needed in my life. In reality, I was really, really insecure. I was extremely insecure and, um... I was just overly doing things, and so now, now that I'm in the position that I am, I am in, I am fully confident in who I am as a woman. I'm fully confident in who I am as a person. My belief systems, my boundaries, my love—like I'm fully confident in that. Um, even my body, I mean, even with me, like, taking a break from working out and things of that nature, like, I mean, sometimes I'm like, ugh, I don't like my body, but other times I'm like, no, Lisa, like, you've came so far, you're doing a really, really good job, you know, and I do love who I am, and I think for the first time in my life, I absolutely adore Lisa as a person, I'm really confident and just in love with me and I think that's like the first time in my life that I've been that way and I do think I had to go through some really really rough times and I think I had to sit in that agonizing pain and I really had to like be in a position to where I had no choice but to sit with myself um I do miss certain aspects of me like just being excited just going out and doing stuff I do miss like the person who was just so confident who she was like, I can remember being in college and just like, I just knew I was that girl when it came to like presenting and speaking and just showing up like I was that girl. Um, But also too, I think that came with no boundaries. And so now that I do have boundaries, I have to learn that having boundaries is okay. And it doesn't make me a bad person. And those who want to understand will understand, and those who don't, it just, it is what it is. Um, So I think that's what I was trying to say. We're going to go with that. (laughs) And the last thing I have on this list is appreciating the quiet and alone time and having boundaries. And so I'm a person, I can sit with myself in the quiet, I can drive in the car with nothing playing, and I really do appreciate a of time. I appreciate not being busy. I appreciate resting. I also appreciate having a boundary. So a couple of my boundaries is like not talking on the phone, my phone going off at 8.30, being in bed by 5.30. I don't speak to anybody before 10 a.m. I mean, if you work out with me, like more than likely we talk. But recently because the workouts have been getting more intense, um, it's been kind of quiet. Um, but having a long time before I start something, so like even when I'm going into work, having at least 20 to 30 minutes before the shift starts to myself, so where I can kind of woo saw and breathe. Having rest days, so like Fridays are typically my rest days. Um, turning off my phone just so I can have that time. Certain nights watching TV, um, certain nights going out, you know, and even when I go out, like having that boundary of like. I know with this person, I'll be out for five hours. I don't want to be out for five hours, so I'm giving myself a two-hour limit. Um, Before I go, out, letting somebody know, like, hey, there's an hour and a half limit. There's a two-hour limit. Like, I need to be back home by 730. Um, Also, too, I use my dogs as an excuse. Like, I don't like to leave my dogs in the house um, for too long, so I really try to get home, like, every two to three hours just so I can make sure my dogs are out because I got them in good behavior. When you leave dogs inside for too long, that's where you start seeing bad behavior. So, um, but also to like, when I'm in the quiet, I can actually sit with myself and actually like really evaluate where I'm at in life. I'm not running away from my thoughts. I'm not running away from what it is that I'm feeling like I am thoroughly enjoying my space and my time. I'm getting to know myself. I I am allowing my body to rest and to breathe and I'm embracing having boundaries. I think the interesting thing about having boundaries is that they really come from you learning yourself and learning what you lacked for yourself. Also too, like there's been a thing going on, on social media like people use boundaries as an excuse to be assholes. I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily talking about that. Like I think once you truly start knowing yourself and you truly understand like where you're at in life, you can set healthy boundaries such as I'm only going to spend 10 hours a week being social this week. I'm only going to allow myself to stay up one night this week. You know, I think like, hey, I had a really rare week. really rough week so today i'm going to eat candy and ice cream and popcorn and i'm going to enjoy it i'm going to allow myself to enjoy that and indulge um i'm going to go spend the day at the pool i need to study for this test so i cannot talk on the phone right now i am mentally exhausted i cannot answer texts and phone calls right now i cannot be around people I need to be around people so I think like once you thoroughly enter into that stage of knowing yourself you can set boundaries accordingly and it's all trial and error too like sometimes it's not always gonna be perfect and I think sometimes when we say boundaries like you're not always going to follow through with them I think that's life right but also too like we just need we're lacking that distance between us and the world and that's ultimately what boundaries are i'm at a place where i can really and thoroughly enjoy it like like i said life has been hectic which is like natural disasters happening and just freak accidents happening and things of that nature and like for example my house almost caught on fire because a wire fell it sparked with a tree and Fell right in front of my car and that was a whole other thing like i don't even want to go into detail about it but nevertheless like it spooked me like i low-key have ptsd like any loud popping noises like i'm scared because that's what i saw and, it, and, it, and it's scaring me and so like the first night i actually decided to come and stay home and really like be with myself i stayed in pitch black and i just embraced whatever my body felt. It was aching, it was tired, it was moving, and really just sat there and really evaluated. Like I was thoroughly scared that me or my dogs were going to die that night. I was thoroughly angry at the interaction that I had with 911. I was thoroughly just angry at life at that point. And so allowing myself to really observe how I felt in that moment and not being scared of my thoughts. Like You know, And most people would have been like, oh, but you're alive, you should be happy, which I was. I was so happy that I was alive. But that doesn't neglect the fact that I was scared shitless and I was angry because duality exists. I can be extremely happy that I still have life, but I can also say I'm pissed at the situation. Two things can exist at the same time. It's perfectly fine. So, and I think I love myself for that. I love myself for being able to sit with myself, being able to have a long time, and being able to set those boundaries. My boundaries since that natural disaster has been: I'm resting. I'm not answering my phone call, my phone calls. I'm not answering my text messages. I'm barely showing up for other people. I really need to just be there for me, and I need my body to rest, and I need my bodies to get it together. Um, I need to get me together so that I can be my best self so that I can be that friend to you um so yeah I think those are some of the things that I've learned in grief about myself and if I wouldn't have went through some of the pain that I have gone through when it came to grief that resurfaced because I was going through grief I really don't believe that I would have learned any of this it really took for me to go through my, I actually, I don't, I don't like when people say that. I don't like when people say that. And I don't like when I say that. I didn't know these discoveries until after I allowed myself to grieve. I didn't realize that there was a lot of these things that I just talked about going on until after I kind of came out of my grieving season, my grieving episode of, wow, i am a different person because of grief and these are the new discoveries that i've discovered because of grief because i grieved, this is now who i am so again in grief we relearn a lot of who we are we relearn things we change we adjust and just like life like there's different seasons we have different chapters we're just different people and we have to be okay with that like you're not the same person you were 10 years ago. If you lose a significant person, a child, a lover, a spouse, a, a parent, um, a heroic figure, you change. You change. If you witness something traumatic, you change. Your brain is literally altered. And so we have to give ourselves grace and we have to accept who we are as people because we do change. So new discoveries in grief part four episode 77 and yeah it's what i've discovered in my grief journey so let's go ahead and jump right into the affirmation all right so you are now about to hear our affirmation Wants to give you affirmation to carry for the week, so from Monday to Monday, you at least have an affirmation that you are repeating to yourself every day. She got faith. Listen, we want to give you affirmation to get through the week, so enjoy. The affirmation for episode 77 is today. I will be grateful for what I have. I think that's plain and simple. Be grateful for what is in front of you. Be present with yourself, whatever you have right now. Just be grateful for it. Be grateful for life, for breath, for friends, whatever comes to your mind. Today, I will be grateful for what I have. I love you, but love you the way you love the world. And I'll catch you next Monday. Bye, guys. All right, we have came to the end of our show. I really appreciate you for listening and sticking with us and coming every Monday at 3 p.m. Central to hang out with us. I appreciate you guys. I can't thank you enough to my listeners, followers, everybody, friends, family who loves and believes in everything that I'm doing. I really, really thank you from the bottom of my heart. I love you, but I always want you to remember to love you the way you love the world. And I'll catch you next Monday. Bye, guys.